Greetings, and welcome to episode 14 of Smash, Loot, and Roll. When we last left our heroes, they had successfully saved several Water Davians from a werewolf attack with the aid of a Dragonborn. Now with the immediate threat neutralized, but the city still in peril, let's join our quartet of heroes to see what they are doing next. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of Smash, Loot, and Roll, Night of the Living Fancy Pants. What would you guys like to do? First off, we got to tie this person up. They're, they, they won't die now, but they're... You know they're they're still at zero hit points, so he, he ain't going anywhere. But still, questioning. <laughs> what interrogation time? Exactly. Bowden, you got the one townsfolk sort of laying and moaning in the rain behind you. Okay. You got the were creature. You can still hear the sounds of fighting, not far away, and you can hear people calling for help and shouts to help. You know, form a fire brigade. So you can see the flames growing a little bit higher on a building right. not too far away. I'm gonna try and go around and. Well, first off, pet uh, patch up anybody who's you know hurt and needs helping, needs needs healing. Okay, who needs healing? I'm at an eleven. All right, take a uh, well. Let's see. That uh, take it. Uh, take a cure wounds, and that will give. Hold on. Have I already cast a single first level spell already. I can also give you a cure wounds after he gives you one. Yeah. All right. Um, my cure wounds is a 10, so heal up 10 hit points, chip. Total of 26. Ooh. That's that your, plus my 10? That's your 10 plus my 16. Nice. Thank you, gentlemen. You, you, you nailed it right at the right time, Bowden. Oh, let's see. How are you? Are you Adrock, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm you! You were <laughs> you guys, very useful here. <laughs> you guys What's look up, and there's a dragonborn standing there with a short bow out watching you guys fight how are you doing have you been hurt not at all oh good <laughs> good i'm running out of spells that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about uh, sums up a dwarf yeah is anybody else hurt looking around regular people or anything like that the only person the only one that's still around is the one that uh chip helped stabilize to keep okay. from dying everybody else is if they had a chance to flee they have fled okay let's see how hurting is that person? Oh, he's uh, that's that's doorstep. Okay, uh, healing word. Okay, that is oh, good, maxed it. Ten points. Your healing word is much more powerful than mine. He lays there in the rain. Oh, you know, ma- moaning and crying, even though he's been healed. So you're like probably being a little bit of a drama queen. <laughs> uh, you know, playing playing up the uh, wounds more than they probably should. But what would you guys like to do? You know, like I said, you guys you guys can still hear the bells going off. You can still hear somewhat some fighting going on. You can definitely see through the uh maritime the marine layer and the light rain that's come in. You can still see a, a large large flame a large flame. A large fire building on fire. And to the south is where you hear the loudest of bells right now. The bells are still going. Yep, the bells are still going. It seems like whatever's going on is happening through Almost all parts of the city. Yep. Uh, so, there are there are bells to the north there, but it seems like the loudest of them, the most bells are to the south, back to the uh, trade ward as well as the south ward. Okay. Where 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 are the screams of the suffering coming from? The south. Right now, you a lot of the, the ones you can hear are coming from the burning area, but yeah, you can you as you watch out as you look a little bit, you can see people that have decided. You can see small groups that are actually fleeing north in the city 
Okay. So they're coming from the south. Yeah. All right. But other than that, it's it's exactly what you expect of a chaotic night. How do we take cover and try and question the survivors or do we go help somebody else? I think we need I don't think we can wait. There's a lot of people being hurt and I, I can't just sit here while that happens. So standing um, still will surely get us attacked. Uh Kelgrace, I'm Adrock. Uh, you seem to be capable. Would you care to join us? You got some sick moves. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we've got a cool dog. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the dog. That's the selling point, I think. Yeah, I'll hang around for a bit. Bowden, as you're looking around, once again, you see that flash of uh, white and blue lightning. Lights up almost as if it's behind the flames, the, the burning building. Oh, I'll head that way. Okay. Bowden just sort of looks up, sees something, and starts trotting off to the whatever direction, towards the building. Yeah. I, I turn around and uh, look at Kograce and I say, he just started doing this. I, <laughs> he doesn't talk much. He just sort of wanders off. You, want, <laughs> you move by the uh, crispy critter that was once a werewolf. Is, uh, whatever it is, is now unidentifiable. Yeah. You do come across another werewolf. You do come across another werewolf that's got uh, not even another werewolf. You you come across a another human with an arrow stuck in its side, laying so, on the ground. Ah! Um, a, a philosophical question: If a were rat eats a burned werewolf, is that cannibalism? Deep thoughts, volume one. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a book that Adrock needs to write. <laughs> but as you come around the corner, Bowden, you notice that there are a, there's group there's several groups of people that are coming out and formed like a bucket brigade and are trying to put out the flames on the building. You notice there's a, a small group of, uh, appears to be at the distance. You, you think of more humans and, you know, another group, you know, more humanoids, mm-hmm. about six or seven that are walking in like a shambling stride. You've got a rolling shamble to them as they're moving towards the group. And you can see a couple of people shouting out, you know, asking, you know, what, what are those things? Things like that. Are uh, they humanoid? But they are humanoid. Shambling. They they look very thin, almost skeletal. Right. I know what these are. <laughs> this is a cleric party right here. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. But other than that, you've got a bur- like I said, you got the burning building, you've got people forming the bucket brigade, you got a group of looks like six skeletal figures shambling towards the fire. Okay. Shambling towards the fire? Yeah. They're shambling towards the building. Hmm. Not towards the crowd? No. Okay. That's kind of weird. Let's see. Is, is uh, Have you got it plotted out on the map? Nope. I, c- I can put it out on the map real quick. All right. Let me get rid of these guys. Because I, I, I have an effect that I want to trigger, but it has a 30-foot range, so I want to make sure that I'm in the right position for it. I mean, we can theater of the mind it, basically. Yeah. I'm going to maneuver to the point where I'm within 30 feet of these things. Yeah, you can easily get within 30 feet. They don't seem, they seem to have a concentration of focusing on moving towards the building for some reason. Okay. I'm going to glance around before I trigger this off. Does it look like, they're, like there's somebody in the background who's going like casting something or manipulating these people slash creatures or anything? No, like that? no, it's... There, you look. You take a look around. You don't see anybody going. Go forth and do my bidding type stuff. Okay, 
And I, I just want to make sure that they're also not like that. There was like a nice necromancer in the back sending them in. It's like go go rescue the people in the building before I. <laughs> <laughs> that would be entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> a helpful necromancer. Exactly. Yeah, you can tell. You never can tell. The best uh, kind of necromancer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so these they have like they're almost skeletal humans, humanoidish. Yeah, uh, with rough patches of skin and so forth. And that, that is kind correct. Of thing. All right. Abominations, be gone! <laughs> Running? Yeah. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censuring the yep. undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw, DC yep. 13. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This text, copyright 20, 2021 by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> or Hasbro or whatever, whoever owns them now. So five of the six turn away and Sweet. start shambling they start shambling away. It's, they start shambling away from the from you. Weirdly enough, as soon as they get without outside the radius of your effect, you see them immediately start turning back towards the building. Mm. Hold on. I see what you're saying. Let's see. Let's see. Trying to move as far away from me as it can, and it can't willingly move into a space within thirty feet of me. It also can't take reactions. Okay, I'm going to intercede between the building and these creatures. Okay. So I'm going to run. If they start turning back towards it, I'm going to maneuver myself. So I'm between them. I don't want them going there for whatever reason they're going there. I don't know what they're doing, but. Gotcha. No, understood. So you guys watch as Bowden intercedes himself, holds up his holy symbol and tells a bunch of looks to be skeletal creatures to stay back and move away while people continue to fight the fire. And Bowden, while you're doing that, all of a sudden... You notice that the it, it seems to work. And even the one creature, the one skeletal creature that refused to uh, heed your commands walks by you without any form of notice of who you are. Ah, whack. Okay. Take a swing at him. That would be an 18. That hits. That would be eight points of damage. Okay. Basically, knock him to the ground, and he continues to crawl. While you guys are watching Bowden take on the undead and turn the undead, you notice that the the bucket brigade is getting the fire under control. And in that time frame, all of a sudden, you see the uh, one undead that is crawling towards the building suddenly starts crawling. Actually, they all stop and just sort of stand there confused. You don't see him moving anymore. Hmm. Curious. I yell. Somebody check the building. See what's going on in there other than the fire. So I'll hold these off. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you hear. That's where you see a couple of the town's guards saying, well, nobody's in the building. Everybody's been clear. You know, we've got the priest. We've got the priest out. Wait, is this father? What's his name's home? Uh, father Dumas. Yes. Yes. Oh, Lord. Where is Father Dumas? Uh, you take a moment to look around. You see him sitting sitting on a stoop across the way looking at looking at what was his small chapel as it burns a little bit uh, as the fires get knocked down a little bit more a bit soot covered a bit bit ragged for whatever had happened to him but he's just sort of staring there watching and uh not really engaging ah father are you all right you know he hears your voice and looks up towards you for a minute and stares because yeah i'm i'm good and he, he coughs a little bit you can tell that the you know, he's got the black soot from uh, 
being in the building while it's in flames. He's like, but I, he's like, I, I'm good. I just, he's like, I, we couldn't get to my niece. What? Where? She was, she was in the building. I rush inside the building. Yeah. The flames are basically out for you. I mean, it's a small area. Didn't even think about it. Just yeah. turn around and run into yeah. the building. You got a few guys that go Bowden or what are you doing as they, you go running by? Do you go in there? Uh, give me a perception check as right. you move through the building. Also, give me a constitution check as you run in. Right. Con first. Con first. Here we go. Oops. Dang it. Sweet. That's a 20. Yeah, you're like, ah, I can hold my breath forever. <laughs> you're, you're good as that type of thing. So treat this as, you know, you, you don't suck any black blackness in your lungs as you go run in there you close your mouth and start moving give me a perception roll as you move through the all right the church why is it not letting me do the right click you can do left click i think too right click it's not doing either one of them weird all right i'll just roll dice so, so i've got quick thought i am a uh, fire resistant and mm -hmm. uh, can break into things and have some pretty amazing parkour skills uh, you're welcome to follow the dwarf that just went into the semi-burning building. I mean, I feel like that might be a, a good option here. I can find her. Help! Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you're you're not really sure. You have no idea what her name is, but you just turn around and run in there. You're getting in the chapel, and you're not really sure which way to go. Small chapel, even in the rooms and everything else. But between the flames that have come up, the damage and everything that's come up, you're not really you've not seen anybody and. I literally Kel yell that out. I can't yeah. find our help. Yeah. Kel Grace, you hear that as you approach the building and everything else, and you can you can see a uh, a dwarf moving through the blackness and soot. That's uh, now what's left of the building. Mm -hmm. Everything else. Uh, give me a perception roll as you roll in there. <laughs> sure. If I can find her, I might be able to save her. <sighs> Probably not, <laughs> but. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, five plus one. You guys are both having a hard time with the amount of smoke that is filling the room. There's filling the, you're really not sure where the priest room, you know, where they, even though this is a small chapel where the rooms would be off, they live their living space, their own private living space and everything else. You guys are eventually forced out with the smoke. And the tears coming from Bowden's yeah. eyes certainly were from the smoke. Exactly. You guys come out coughing and hacking a little bit. And there's people watching you come out. Some of the guards are now trying to push people back and say, hey, back up, uh, you know, clear a space, things, you know, typically what goes on when a, an event happens and all that. And uh, you go walking back over to the priest, Father Dumas, and he's got his head, hand, head in his hands. Let me get that right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I could not find her. He's like, he's like, I don't know what happened. He goes, the building just burst into flames suddenly. The entire town's gone insane. He's like, you're not kidding. Uh, while you guys are having a conversation real quick about that, you notice a um, one of the city wagons come up. You notice a rather robust, rotund gentleman comes stepping out wearing kind of disheveled as with clothing and everything else, but still looking like he's still got his city symbol on him, you know, the, the badge of office and all that. And you guys quickly recall your encounter with him that he, uh, that he shunted you off to one of his, uh, lackeys to get your 
payment for the uh, troll bounty. He's like the ward boss or something, North Ward boss or something. Yeah, yeah. Magistrate Bur- Burlock Ufus has arrived on scene because you guys <laughs> are technically in the southernmost portion of the North Ward right now, and uh, he immediately pushes his through his way through to he immediately pushes his way through to check on the priest. Hmm. He's like, are you okay? And, you know, there's a quick exchange back and forth. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good and everything else. He's like, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't know what happened. He goes, suddenly the building burst into flames. And uh, I th- he goes, I, I'm almost sure I saw a group of people head down into the, um, into the crypt under the chapel. And he's like, okay, well, he's like, just so long as you're safe. It's, you know, pretty good about that. And uh, he goes, anything, you know, looking around. He starts calling orders to the town guard and everything which they're pretty much like yeah okay we got this covered don't worry about it type stuff what would you guys like to do now he said somebody went down he saw people going down into the crypt underneath the chapel of his church there yeah uh that's what he told that's what he told the magistrate and uh you see you see the magistrate start giving orders and everything else and uh you see him walk up to a couple of the uh guards and you see an argument going back and forth with them about something but yeah father dumas did say something about them going down to the uh crypt underneath the chapel father how do you get into the crypt he goes it, it's he goes it's not very difficult it's behind the uh the stairs are behind the altar would you mind if we went and checked it check that out he goes yeah he goes there's only one tomb down there he's like uh there's nothing he goes there's nothing of value in there is it possible your niece could have taken shelter from the fire down there he's like yeah it's possible i didn't think of that We'll we'll check to see if there's anything we can find out. Do you got uh, Bowden? You've got the information. If you want to go back in there and everything else, uh, anybody wants to go in can give me a con check. I'm heading that way. All right, I'm Bowden. <laughs> if you, you don't want to take the fire resistant uh, Dragonborn with you, well, I would love to have them along, but I'm not going to force it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that might be a good idea for me to go with you. Yeah. Okay. okay. How do I roll a con check? Outside. Yeah, roll a con check. How do I do that? No. Sorry. You can oh. left. Yeah, you should just be able to left click on the. Oh, uh, there it is. Bat. Okay. Yep. Right, right click one of the two. I'm a 19. Okay. I'm a 14. Yeah, you guys are all good. Not a problem. The smoke's clearing out a little bit. Not too hard. I mean, your eyes burn a little bit. Uh, nostrils flare. Dragonborn doesn't seem to even barely, barely seems to bother. And I thrive in it. Yeah, I got a natural twenty. So yeah, you, you, yeah, you're like nothing stopping you. Adrock watches the rest of you guys go in. And he's like, and you can hear him hacking and coughing behind you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys easily find the stairwell leading down behind the down into the crypt behind the uh, altar. The door has been shattered off its hinges, as like somebody something beat on it and ripped it out of the frame and tossed okay. it across the room. Are there any like secret passageways that I could also head down to see if we could like flank whatever might be potentially down there? Would you like to do an investigation check? Yes. You may do so. Okay. <laughs> you see the dragonborn sort of look at the door, start looking around the uh, room in its disheveled state. Seven plus two. <laughs> Shrugs. <laughs> yeah, you're like you. You look around. You're like as small as this place is. You're like there's probably one way in and one. Uh, you know, at least at least from in here, there's probably one way in, one way out, and it's through that doorway. Sounds good. 
The dwarf goes. You guys are like, well, especially you, Kilgrace, you're like, well, you know what? It's not hard to hide with that with that dwarf leading the way because he attracts all the attention. <laughs> if you ever want a distraction, just fall behind. Just send boat in one direction. You go the other. You'll never have to worry about being caught. I mean, I, I tried. But it just didn't work. <laughs> exactly. Boat, and you get down in to, he goes down the stairs. And like you said, it's a very small area down there. You walk into a atrium. Okay. Uh, that has a couple different doors on it. Uh, you can see all the doors have been opened, and you know one of them is open to so like a storeroom. You know they're mainly storage rooms, things like that. But there's a one that actually has a stone door that has been forced open. Mm. As you your eyes adjust to the light down there, you notice that inside the room there is, like you said, a. You look around, you're like, there's not much in here to steal. You know some basic stonework, but you do see one crypt in the very center of the room. It's about 20 by 20. Mm-hmm. And the lid has been thrown off. Now you see the lid lying on the floor in the room. What's, what's in the crypt? Absolutely nothing. Great. Not even a corpse? Not even a corpse. Creepy. You can definitely tell there was uh, wrappings. There, there, well, I wouldn't say absolutely nothing. There are wrappings that have been in there for a while that just lay there, and you can tell it looks like something was in here at one time. Okay. So there were naked corpses walking around. <laughs> There's a naked corpse somewhere walking around. Well, there were five of them upstairs, but... Excellent. None of them are naked, so... Well, at least that we know of. Were any of them naked? The corpses? Was or... the one that did not respond to him naked? They were basically skeletons with with very little skin on them. Okay. I haven't fully decomposed in the skeletons yet. Got it. And there's nobody hiding down here, I guess. Now, as you guys call out, it's as quiet as a tomb. Oof. <laughs> All right. What's in any of the? You said there were some side rooms. We checked yeah. those. Yeah, you. One of them is a storeroom. It's got various things stored down here. Some old dusty books, some scrolls, things like that that are probably part of Father Dumas's, you know, the religion and just things that he, you know, some of the candles, things like that he brings out for special occasions. Another room almost like a small study that's got candles what you'd expect to find for you know people storing stuff okay. would you guys like to loot the rooms <laughs> no all right i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna turn around and tr- trudge back upstairs okay. well, let me ask this is there anything shiny is there anything <laughs> shiny mm-hmm. uh, you see some of the in the storage room you see uh some candlesticks some other stuff that would probably be used in some various ceremonies that have definitely mm-hmm. made of uh some Precious metals of gold or silver. Easy for me to hide. Oh, if you'd like to roll sleight of hand. Let's try it. Why not? Embrace um, the dark side. 14 plus 2. Okay. Luckily, the lawful good cleric just left. Yeah. <laughs> you seem lawful to... poor. <laughs> lawful poor. <laughs> well, comes with a turf. Uh, you can make a note that you picked up some miscellaneous religious <laughs> items worth uh, 150 gold. Okay. That would be the if value you, you can turn them into. If you go to your notes, um, notes. in D&D Beyond, you can add them there. Yep, sure. <laughs> it's in the same row that your action spells, equipments are. It's to oh, the right. Okay. Oh, I see now. Okay. And then down at the bottom and other. Other. And what did I get? I'm sorry. I've already forgotten. Write down miscellaneous 
miscellaneous items worth 100, 150 gold. You you know you know a pawn you know a pawnbroker that'll easily uh exchange exchange these for some hard currency. I mean, okay. You all head out of the tomb. Who would have expected a thief to steal something? I know. <laughs> I do want to note that I made sure uh, the cleric left the room first. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I I was off on another mission now. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. You guys leave out of the the smoking chapel. Most of the guards have basically shoot anybody off that doesn't need to be there couple couple groups uh, a small group about six guys are still working on the bucket brigade doing hot spots in the various thing to make sure it doesn't spread to other other parts of the town the mist and the rain the marine layer seem to be dissipating and you guys notice as you guys come back out you you don't hear the bells in the city ringing anymore hmm. weird mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna approach one of the the guards and describe what i saw downstairs it it did appear that something came in and burst its way down into the crypt below, perhaps even looting one of the, perhaps looting the main tomb downstairs. We didn't see any any evidence of, of anybody in particular, nor did we see any indication of who they were or what they were after. Okay. While you're talking to the guard and saying that, the magistrate comes walking up to you. You catch him out of the corner of eyes just as he grabs you by the shoulder and turns and looks at you and he goes, what did you say? What happened? I said that it looked like somebody burst down into the crypt below, took opened up the main crypt in the large room down there, and took what may have been inside of it. And when I say burst into it, it looked like they literally burst the door off its hinges to get down there. You see him go pale white. He lets you go and he immediately starts walking away. You see him reaching his garb, pull something out, and he starts speaking into it uh, loud enough. Goes, hey. I need to speak with you right now. We have a major, we have an issue. Hmm. Uh, that's what you overhear. And that's the last piece of it you overhear as he gets out of earshot. I'm going to go over to Father Dumas. Father, first, are, are you all right? I know that you've had a very, very difficult evening. And I, I do apologize for yeah. even taking you from your reverie. He's like, no, I, he's like, it's not bad. I mean, you can, he's like, I'm feeling a little bit better you can still see the soot on his face and everything else the water has sort of washed it into the bad mascara makeup type stuff um yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm just worried about my niece i don't know i don't know what happened to her we we <laughs> didn't see any evidence of her downstairs unfortunately and we, uh, we we weren't able to see any evidence of her in the building but it is such a, a disaster there there's just no telling I guess Can I uh, pop in real quick and, and use my uh, my stealthiness to go and listen to more of that conversation. Yeah, roll me a stealth check. All right. As he walks away. <laughs> uh, 14 plus 6. <laughs> you can go anywhere you want. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go find out what the uh, issue is with uh, the fact that the crypt has been broken into. All right. Let me pull that conversation up real fast. Yes, I actually wrote the conversation out. I know I'm horrible. Uh, that was one of the things that we were lacking uh, before you came along. Is is someone that could sneak? sneak. <laughs> I mean, I I teach first grade for a living. I feel like this is all I do: <laughs> the conversations and figure out what's going on. Yep. <laughs> so you want more of that now? So as you, Bowden, as you step off to go check Father Dumas, and the rest of you watch as the magistrate walks away from everybody. And lowers his voice and continues talking. Kel Grace, you do what you do best and 
sort of move <laughs> move indirectly around, but you move back within an earshot, and he doesn't seem to notice that. But he's like, he goes, he goes, yes, that's that's what I'm telling you. We have a problem. I need to speak to you now. I'm over it. He goes, you don't hear the other end of the conversation. It's like trying to listen on the phone when you know you can only hear half the so you're only hearing half the conversation. He's like, no. He goes, I'm over at the chapel. Yes, that one. Okay, well, hurry and send somebody who's competent. You see him put a small stone back in his pocket and sort of stand up. He's got that nervous fidget where he doesn't really know what to do with his hands or you know what to do with himself, but he sort of stands there and tries to look, tries to give that calm error perception. The funny thing is, is with him trying to act as calm as he is and trying to look like he's in control, he has no clue that you're standing like six feet away from him. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty good. Yeah, you are. What would my insight do there? Would insight help me at all? Yeah, you can go ahead and roll insight. Okay. What are you looking for? Um, apparently nothing because it's a six. Well, even with a six, you get a good idea that he didn't seem to be flustered about the chapel until you you guys revealed the fact that the crypt was broken into. So mm-hmm. there's something that ties him to whatever was in the crypt right? Um, to the chapel. So, I mean, there's not much else you can glean off it. Sometimes, you know, heroes or patrons are buried under, buried in churches and crypts and everything else. Right. Could be worried about, you know, a, some type of bad publicity getting out about uh, not being able to protect some saint that was buried there, or it could be just the opposite where they buried something evil that yeah. should have been let out. That makes sense. Right. I think I'm going to head back over towards um, Chip and who are you, George? I'm sorry. Adrock. Adrock. As you as you were walking over to the magistrate, I, I was smirking in your direction. Well, <laughs> glad somebody Watch caught it. me watching you watch him uh-huh. so i think i'm, I'm gonna head over because you know i'm kind of new here and you guys invited me to come help so i want to be a little bit useful and you know kind of prove my loyalty a tiny bit so i'm gonna share what i've gleaned okay and uh and let let the group know at least that we need to kind of watch this guy and figure out what's going on you get that information back to him but Bowden, while you're while that's going on Bowden, you're talking with father Dumas, and you you do hear him say well I guess this is one of the good nights that, you know, it's a good thing she's a bit of a willful child and everything else. She's probably out, out running the town with her friends instead of being being home like she should be. Oh, so you weren't sure that she was even at home at all? Well, I can say she was at home when I went to bed. I see. As an aside, there was a break-in in the crypt and something was taken from the large central tomb below. You see him sit up straight and look at you like that's what from the magistrate's re- response. It seems like it was something very not good. No, it's actually very besides very disturbing. Uh, the fact that somebody would come in and do it. It's that's a very bad thing that somebody's broken into the crypt to steal her body. Her body. Who, yeah, who's, she, who's buried there? She goes, uh, Lexi or Connor. She was a she was the lead of a witch's covens here about 20 years ago that did some evil things in the town. She didn't happen to run an orphanage, did she? <laughs> no, no, she did not run an orphanage. She, oh, uh, she was her coven was blackmailing several nobles and other townsfolks, hmm. threatening all sorts of evil stuff if they didn't see to her wishes. 
re reflecting back when I'm thinking about how the the door to the crypt was placed, did it look like it was blown out or blown in? Yeah, the door was taken apart from outside in. Okay, so somebody broke in to somebody get broke her, in, as yes. opposed to she rose and broke her way out. Yeah, she's like she's like she has been sealed there for since she was uh, condemned to death. Now there should be no way she should get out, especially since you know we we placed all the proper seals on the on their on our tomb. Who would want to your to your knowledge? Who would have any interest in bringing her back? Did was there was her coven destroyed as a a result yeah. of her taking being taken down or? She's like, he's like, yeah, all, all the coven was actually caught and uh, was, they were all put to death. Uh, she was also, they were all buried, but, you know, she was the only one buried in this tomb. Everything, everybody else was buried outside of town at a, uh, at a place that we could ensure would be protected at all times. Somewhere to the south, perhaps? But, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, down by the, uh, down I, by I, the river. I, I sort of point in the direction I, I, orienting towards where I saw the red lightning. That like that way and that way. He goes well. Yeah, that's the uh, south sector of town. It's about it's down by the river on the south road, about a day's walk, about a day's journey from here. Did the red lightning to the south seem like it was further away, like a day's walkish? If I were to try and interpret the distance a lightning strike took, <laughs> it's definitely further from you, but it's not. It's really it would be really hard to judge distance and everything else. And uh, yep. It, is it possible? Okay. Anything's possible, but it strikes me that... While you're talking, Bowden, and working through your... Yeah, my you brain. Guys, you guys all hear the carriage carriage come rumbling in at a very high rate. As soon as the carriage comes in, you see Magistrate Borlock immediately move over to it and get in. My question for Father is, uh, tell me, because I'm, I'm new here, so obviously I, I don't know how this town works. Tell me about the magistrate's family back in the time of the Coven. As, uh, magistrate's, I mean, he's really, <laughs> he's really not been one for uh, family. He's been a, kind of ambitious as an individual. Uh, but back back when the Coven was uh, was active and blackmailing. Uh, he was actually he was a young, not a district attorney, but he was a a, a young young lawyer back then. And uh, actually, he had a he had the hand in actually bring identifying and tracking down the Coven along with. Uh, the captain of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the captain of the Griffin Riders now, Julius. To, Julius. To your knowledge, was he blackmailed? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. The Coven revealed, you know, possibly revealed a, one, of the, one of the hidden lords of Waterdeep and stuff like that. Because the really sad thing is that the Coven was once part of uh, the Druid group that is part of Waterdeep. And, uh, Emeralds? group yeah so uh, emerald emerald's still the leader i think yeah that you know from what i'm told is they were once they were once druid trained and they just followed the dark path hmm they probably started talking to their dogs <laughs> never a good idea kyle walks up to you and <laughs> isn't that right boy yep <laughs> or girl yeah there's some confusion about kyle's gender <laughs> What 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 gender is Kyle there, Chip? Bestest boy. Boy. The bestest boy. Girl. Kyle's girl. totally a girl. <laughs> girl. Girl. <laughs> um, you guys can all give me a perception check as the carriage that is carrying the magistrate rolls off. Ooh, a 16. Flat. Oh, there, there's the button for perception. I'm an idiot. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. 
two. One million. That <laughs> is 16. Wait, did I just roll persuasion? I think I just talked my way out of that. No, you said perception. I see a perception check there. Okay. So, Bowden, uh, not Bowden, Adrock, you're the only one that actually notices the house symbol. Um, you've seen it before, dealing with House Graylin, Grailhound. Oh, it's that guy's group. The the big, uh, the bald head dude. Floxen? Yeah. It's he was he's there like their enforcer, and that's his the house he was attached to. Guess that's correct. But they quickly move off as soon as he boards. I mm-hmm. will turn to my companions and say it would appear uh, that the magistrate is in with House Graylin. Mm. I would agree with fancy pants. <laughs> fancy pants. pants. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I, I, I clap Calgrace on the back. I like it. <laughs> I have been waiting. <laughs> well played. He goes, uh... Fancy pets. All right. We've got a name. <laughs> or our drug. Our drug. has got a new name. Fancy pants. <laughs> I think uh, your patron, Rainier, is going to have an enjoyable one with that one, too. We have an episode name now, The Dawn of Fancy Pants. There we go. That's that's the episode name, Fancy Pants. All right. Well, I mean, Father Dumas looks at you. He's like, well, he's like, I have no idea who would even desire to take Alexia's body, the Covenant leader, but... Well, given that there were... <laughs> Are the are the shambling dead still, or just sort of like wandering aimlessly still? Yeah, they're literally. I mean, well, the guards have sort of cleaned them up. Okay, <laughs> I point out those. It's like, well, somebody who could bring those things up and around might also be looking to bring her up and around. And they were, they did seem to be shambling their way down into the, or trying to get as best as they could down into the, the crypt. It wouldn't be a good thing for her or her coven to be reborn. So we may need to, I'll have to get with the captain, Telstrom, and send somebody down to the other crypt to make sure those bodies aren't missing as well. I can't imagine that. Uh, Wait, other bodies this... in the crypt? Oh, where we buried the rest of the coven. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Ardrak. I can't imagine that the bodies or the, the skeletons we encountered in the farms uh, and the the skeletons we're seeing now that this is a coincidence the the events must be linked he's like tell me about the he's like i haven't heard about that we uh at the harborough farm we encountered um what appeared to be uh skeletons that had been raised from the dead and in the other farm that we went to we encountered more uh and it appears that someone has been raising uh skeletons from around the city uh, outside of the city. Gotcha. He's like, okay, haven't heard that one before. That's a little scary for the moment. He goes, somebody's raising dead and bringing werewolves out all on the same night, the eve of Founder's Day. And Kelgray, something of interesting. Uh, you definitely heard Adrock mention Harborough's farm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't even know what to say other than he goes, maybe when the sun gets up, it'd be a good time to uh, meet. With the with Hellstrom and try to uh, Hellstrom, yeah, Hellstrom and try to uh, figure out what's going on. Um, how far away are these uh, 
these burial places and is that something that the cover of darkness may help me just kind of go recon um, see if anything's going on he did mention it's uh, about a day's walk from the south day's gate walk. okay yeah got it you definitely okay. get there when the sun you get there after the sun rises that's not so helpful yeah okay. father one last thing you uh, you mentioned the the weird creatures granny orbrook often told me it's like don't ever get bit by a weir man or weir wolf under the light of the full moon. Well, <laughs> Chip and I happen to be on the uh, the bad end of a weir of a weir tooth. He goes, "You may have some problems." Let me stand by. He goes, "Hold on." And you see him bow his head and uh, mutter a prayer for a moment. Oh yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, he goes, might be a little unhealthy, but uh." He reaches out and touches you, and you can feel when he does, you can actually feel like the dark energy sort of suck its way out of the wound, and you can actually almost see the blackness come out of your wound as he sort of pulls out and sort of casts it off to the side. Oh, well, thank he, you. I'm actually more concerned about my friend Chip here as well. He's like, and he looks over at Chip. You see his a small prairie. He looks up at Chip, and he goes, Unfortunately, you are too, little one. He's <laughs> like, if you'd allow me, you, I'd like to make sure you don't suffer the uh, fate of these, you know, and turn into one of these were creatures. You and me both. He casts a spell. Same thing. Magic sort of wraps around. You can feel the dark. You can feel like a dark energy pulling out of you as he removes the curse of lycanthropy from you. Although I gotta, I gotta tell you, it would be kind of kick-ass to have a gnome werewolf. <laughs> a, a, a gnome monk werewolf. <laughs> so. Oh, well. Next time. Next yeah. time. <laughs> I think that uh, there's not much more we can we can do tonight. We should yeah. we should go back, get some sleep, and then uh, tomorrow go see Hellstrom. He's like, well, I will definitely get a message to him, and we can can meet, and we can give you some more. I, we can talk about this some more. He's like, it's not a good thing, that's for sure. It has been a long night. You guys were going all day. You guys didn't get your full sleep. You got woken up in the middle of the night. Did battle with uh, creatures of the night as well as some undead. Creatures of the night. Creatures of the night. I'm sure everybody has. It's just like as a chat as a as it chimes midnight <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Perfect. I think as you guys head off back to your respected locations, bed down for the night. Unless there's other stuff you guys want to do. Nope. I think that's good. Let's see. Per short rest. Okay. So. Uh, you guys will get a long You'll be considered a long rest. Long rest. Yep. But it, uh, I can, before we do that, yeah. I can take a short rest and then do a preserve life, which will give everybody who needs it 20 hit points up to your, up to half of your hit point maximum. Okay. So let's see. I, who is it? It's everybody within 30 feet. I'm good. I didn't lose any hit points. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. A total of 20 hit points distributed amongst anybody who needs it. So yeah, Chip might be a little uh, short on stature and hit points tonight. Mm-hmm. Bill, how, how far are you down, Chip? You restored me. Oh, oh good. You're you're, you're 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 at max. Everybody else at max. Okay. I have. I'm six down. You're six down. That's, yeah. Take six. I'll take the. I'll take the 14. Okay. Let's see. So on a long rest, how much do we heal? I believe a long rest actually recovers. I'll look it up again. <laughs> I can I can always just click the button and see what happens. Just click so, the button, and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're sleeping the night. Yeah, yeah, you're sleeping the night. All right. So I'll do a long rest. Well, a long rest uh, restore my 
Yep. Breath power. Yep. Okay. All right. Woohoo! All right. I'm maxed out again. All right. In a long rest, characters regain all lost hit points. Characters also regain any spent hit dice up to the number of dice equal to half the character's total number. Yeah, that's it. So you get to heal everything and regain up to half your hit dice if you've spent any. And all my spell slots. Yeah. And your spell slots all reset. Yep. And you guys get to the spellcasters get to pick out new spell slots, things like that. Not clerics. <laughs> I guess I can. What can I do? Oh, hold on. I could prepare something different if I wanted to, but but I like my loadout. There you go. But with that being said, we'll uh, bring this episode to a close this evening. You guys have successfully linked up with Kel Grace, added a new member to your trio. Mm-hmm. Yay! Welcome to the world. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Everybody. Have a good night. It get, right. it's just it gets a little awkward when we get back to the tavern and we're like, all right, good night, Kel Grace. And Kel Grace is just standing there's like, I don't have any place to sleep. <laughs> Can I come with you. Can I stay with you, please. <laughs> oh, come on. We got a whole tavern. <laughs> who's who's making waffles in the morning? That's my only question. You're like, Leaf's making waffles. <laughs> uh, I guess not the uh, wear rats at this point. <laughs> Apparently not. Oh yeah, are they are they back when we get? Uh, um, no, we'll do that. Later. We'll find we'll find out. We'll find out later. Yeah, um, right. I just wanted to keep it keep it short this evening. And let everybody get used to it. Emily, I hope you uh, enjoyed the first session. This is fun. Thanks, guys. Well, it would seem a new mystery is afoot. It would appear the werewolf attack was a diversion to steal the body of a witch covenant leader who once terrorized the city of Waterdeep. While our quartet of heroes rest and regroups. What plans does the unknown antagonist have for the body of the dead witch? Why was Magistrate Borlock so scared to find the tomb had been emptied? Tune in next time, and thank you for listening to Smash, Loot, and Roll.